welcome to a walk in the black forest the goodies podcast tonight we have leanne paul jim and todd paul and me fiona and we will be discussing the episode fun fight at the okt rooms todd will be leading tonight's discussion as it's one of his favorite episodes so take it away todd scene one it opens with bill and tim down on their luck at goodies central tim is reduced to mending his handkerchief with an old pair of trousers <laughs> while bill tries to smash the piggy bank and his hammer breaks graham enters dressed as a gold prospector and playing a banjo he announces that they're going to go prospecting for gold then produces a metal detector which somehow magnetically removes one of Tim's gold teeth. Graham says that all the stuff is out on the mule and he spent all their money on the equipment. <laughs> Bill and Tim reluctantly follow. Scene two is set in an old quarry, probably one of the same quarries they use in the filming of Doctor Who. A very obviously stuffed mule refuses to move after they try to push it. And Hang coke. on a second, you said, that, you said right. that mule wasn't a real mule? I don't think it was. Like, from what I can tell, I think it was mm-hmm. stuffed. If it wasn't stuffed, it was certainly stuffed by the end of the episode. I just thought it was stubborn. Yeah, I just <laughs> thought it was on strike. It's, it's carried <laughs> everywhere. Eventually, they resort to carrying the mule, and Bill actually becomes the mule and carries all the gear instead. Bill throws the self-erecting tent over onto the ground. <laughs> Graham unrolls a map with a big cross on it. As the camera zooms out, it's revealed he's actually standing on a giant black cross. Eventually, they drive the claim stake into the ground. Tim pans for gold in the river, and Bill joins in with a fry pan. It's revealed that Tim's pan is full of gold chains and brooches and rings and so on, while Bill's turns out to be an old-fashioned breakfast fry-up with bacon and sausages. Tim eats the gold pocket watch. We move on to scene three, in the tent. Bill and Tim are woken by a rooster crowing three times. Tim pulls a duck out from his sleeping bag and smashes it into the floor. I thought it was a chook. I'm, I'm with Fiona. I thought it was a chook. A rubber chicken. It's confirmed. Tim smears shaving cream on his face and shaves with an electric razor. Bill opens his hot water bottle, ah. which has tea bags inside it, mm-hmm. and drinks what must be now ice-cold tea. Tim sprays deodorant under his arm, but he's mixed up the can and it's shaving cream. Bill cracks an egg into a nearby fry pan, and inside the second egg is a strip of bacon. Enter Graham, who's been out prospecting. It's established that they are in Cornwall. He's excited that what he found in an old tin mine is old tin. (laughs) He pulls out a rock, which he claims is gold ore. Or something else. else. Yes. (laughs) and smashes it. It turns out it's full of Cornish cream. Bill states, it's not real cream, that's fool's cream. So Tim says that it could be worth a few bob, and even if it's only milk, the price is almost as high as petrol, leading to one of the worst jokes in the episode. Instead of being Arab oil shakes, we could be (laughs) Cornish milkshakes. And you physically hear the audience groan. Scene four, they go out to the cream mine. Tim's wearing a chandelier on his head for some unknown reason, and Graham gently taps the rock wall when cream explodes out of the walls and they're all swept out in a wave of cream. I'm hearing the song in my head when they're working on the cream from that moment. Yes. Leanne was singing it earlier. 
Yeah, I've, I was singing it all day at work today. It gets in your head, doesn't it? <laughs> That's for sure. How's it go again? Well, now we're now working the land. Oh, yes. And it's funny, but we're going to make money all day. Yeah, great. <laughs> it's fantastic. The music is great in that episode. Mm. It is. It's all about the songs. Absolutely. Now, there's something I spotted in that scene where they get washed out of the, um, the cave mm. by Cream. Now, the fact that go back and have a look at that scene if you can. Yes, so I I've am got them here. Along with them comes what I assume to be a paper mache rock. But if you Almost have a closer definitely. look, mm-hmm. it appears to be in the shape of a large penis. I saw that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Did anyone, have a look. That's what I was going to ask. Did anyone else pick that up? Yes. Well. I did. Okay, sort of the underneath of the penis. Yeah, the underside of the penis with with. Oh. And it's okay. definitely got a head. Yeah. Oh yes, it does. It does. Oh, and then Graham just jumped on top of it. Yeah. Yes, no, he did. I think it just spoiled all of that for me now. I thought I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to have another look, but yeah, you're probably right. I don't. I don't know what show they would have got that from in 1970. You can't unsee but, that. Yeah. yeah. Todd, Todd, yeah. Todd. You see penises and everything. Wow. <laughs> Potatoes. <laughs> it pans out from a sign reading, Goodies Cream Mine, keep out. They begin mining the cream with some very elaborate cream mining equipment. And Graham <laughs> assumes the role of the boss, with Bill and Tim doing all the hard work. Graham's sitting, drinking tea, and whipping Bill and Tim to get them to work faster. They're using totally inadequate tools to process the raw cream. So they try to push it up a hill in a wheelbarrow and half of it spills out onto the ground. And there's an extremely complex contraption that dispenses the processed cream into small plastic cups. Pulled along by a conveyor with a very fake-looking <laughs> turtle. And the turtle is being lured by a cabbage on a stick, mm-hmm. just like the donkey with the carrot on a stick. Yep. Yeah. It actually works. It does. Like, yeah. It's the same as the machine that sort of made the black puddings. Like somebody yeah. made that happen. Exactly. You know, I, was thinking, I was thinking that together. when I watched it today, that yeah. someone looked at the script and said, oh, God, so I've got to make this now. I've got yeah. to have a giant bellows and a, a horn yeah. that goes but it, it's, um, you know, You're belts. looking at it and it all actually works. It's amazing. So Graham pours some cream onto what I assume is his cereal whilst keeping an eye on Bill and Tim. And then we're off to scene five. This is in the tent. Scene five. Bill and Tim are upset about having to do all the work, so they decide to go on strike. Graham tells him he's going to file a claim in the morning, but Bill notices that the claim's made out solely in Graham's name. He says, oh, is it? Is it? Bill warns Graham that the profits are to be split three ways, and if he doesn't, he'll set Tim onto him. Tim can get very nasty when he's roused. What does Tim say? In a very, very Timbrook Taylor way. They try to get some sleep, but it's obvious Graham can't be trusted and he's caught heading out the door twice. They decide to do eeny, meeny, miny, moe. But did you notice that he goes catch up (coughs) by the toe? Yes, I did. Yes. Mm -hmm. Is this the first recorded instance of a television program displaying political correctness? They were ahead of their time. They sure were. In some ways. 
Graham tries to convince Tim to drop Bill and they'll split the profits two ways. He tells Tim that Bill scratched his Land of Hope and Glory record and he's <laughs> off his life-size model of Prince Charles to make mud guards for his mini. <laughs> they were Sorry, constantly son. giving it to Prince Charles, were they? Yeah, and the royal family. Yeah. Bill tricks Tim into repeating the plan and says, got you. He heard every word and it was a pack of lies except for Charles's ears and the record. Bill decides he has to stay on guard as Tim can't be trusted either. Graham tries to turn him against Tim by asking if he knew who put Blamange in his football boots. They decide they must all stay awake, but Graham starts to sing a lullaby and eventually all of them fall asleep from exhaustion. Bill and Tim wake to the sound of a rooster and a very bad dummy that Graham's left and he's made his escape with the claim. Scene six in the quarry again. Graham's taken the stuffed mule. Bill and Tim are in hot pursuit on the transom and they follow him carrying the mule into the town of Penanink. Graham registers the claim with a bag of cream and the claims officer announces, Eureka, cream, they've struck cream. The townsfolk erupt into celebration. Then we get a barrage of newspaper uh, headlines. It's the cream rush. There's cream in them, their hills. Cream fever and pen and ink, boomtown. The newsreels of people rushing off to the great cream rush. Hurry, <laughs> it can't last forever. So it's at this point in scene seven in the tent, Bill and Tim start packing up and heading home as the, the creams run out. Bill gives Tim a cup of cream that he bought from Graham for three quid. They reflect on the shortage of cream. Bill states that he happens to know that there's a shortage of strawberry jam and scones. Tim corrects him with scones. We move to scene eight back in the quarry again. Tim pulls out the tent peg and strawberry jam shoots up into the sky. Bill exclaims, it's strawberry jam. Tim remembers his O-level geology. Where there's strawberry jam, you'll find scones or scones close by. They dig and discover scones slash scones. Tim and Bill decide that whatever happens, Graham must not know about it. Pan to Graham up on a hill with binoculars, but he's only really a few metres away. Graham carries the mule down the hill and asks them if they've hit lucky. Bill and Tim let slip that they have indeed found strawberry jam and scones. scones. Graham offers to buy them out and Tim returns serve and expresses a desire to buy Graham out. So Graham challenges him to a card game at 4pm at the OKT Roots, winner take all. They accept the challenge and Graham tries to turn and ride away on the mule but falls off in another great visual gag. Scene 9, Western high noon type music as they ride into town and Bill sports his oversized Davy Crockett raccoon hat. They tie up the transom and enter the saloon. Scene tends in the saloon. As they enter through the batwing doors, the patrons stop, they turn and stare. There's total silence except for one man chewing on a ridiculously large celery stick and a lady slurping her cup of tea. Um, who's the actor that played the part of the uncredited celery stick eating man? Does anyone know? I thought <clears> he <throat> might have been one of the guys that was in Faulty Towers. He did look um, semi-familiar, but I, I can't place yeah. him anywhere and he's uncredited. So, so I, there's no... He's uncredited, so I think yeah. it's just, you know, why the celery? 
I don't know. If anybody at home knows the answers to that, they could drop us an email at goodiespod at gmail.com or drop us a private message at goodiespod on Facebook. Now, we should put a prize up for this. Um, If you can guess who is the actor that played the celery stick eating man, you can have a night out with Paul. Oh, okay. (laughs) Night out with Paul. But if you send the wrong answer in, you get two nights out with Paul. Okay. Booby prize. I was about to say, what's first prize? No, that's when you're with me. (laughs) Your first prize is one night with you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez, uh, goodies humour is infectious. It is. So Bill signals to the barmaid that he wants two teas. The barmaid returns served with an up yours gesture. She slides two teas along the bar and they both crash down onto the floor. Bill signals another two, which they catch. The scene is played out with only piano music and it reaches a crescendo as Graham appears at the top of the stairs. Now, Fiona and I Mm -hmm. talk about hotness of Graham Garden quite often in these podcasts. And we have said that in the last episode of Wacky Wales, we were talking about Graham being super hot with the rock and roll sequence. Oh, yeah. This, you know, exceeds that with the... (laughs) The, the suit and the purple vest and the way he strides down those stairs, that's the ultimate hotness. What do you reckon, Fiona? Uh, um, no, this is second. Um, second? Yeah, no, Graham's rock sequence in Wacky Wales with the long hair wig still has my vote. He's never hotter than there. But okay. this is a close second. Well, close Jim second, and Paul yes. and I were discussing that too, actually. we, we would, Were you? Yeah, we mm. thought, gee, wouldn't it be great if we were female? so graham comes down the stairs and takes his place at the table he takes two sugar cubes and rolls them like dice he then throws Mm. down his cup of tea like a shot of whiskey bill and tim join him at the table and slam down their teas as well and they react to the hot tea with a delayed reaction the tea lady brings a rack of toast and Graham proceeds to start shuffling them like playing cards. She brings the three of them each a pile of biscuits, which they substitute for poker chips. Tim cuts the deck and the cards are dealt. Graham bets all his biscuits on the hand. Bill throws in and bets all of his as well. Uh, Tim folds and begins eating his biscuits. The tea lady brings over a trolley full of baked goods. Graham raises Bill a pastry. Bill raises him two pastries. Graham comes back with a lemon meringue pie. Bill raises him a birthday cake. Graham pulls out a three-tier wedding cake. Bill calls it and lays out his toast, feeling confident. Graham does the same and has a concealed toaster under the table where he ejects his last card to win the hand. It's discovered that he was cheating as the table's turned over. The barmaid places two tomato squirters on the bar. So out in the streets of pen and ink, the scene is reminiscent of an old spaghetti western of the time. Scene 11, the scene plays out with the ballad of the bun fight at the OKT room. Fiona did a bit of research and um, transcribed this. So if I could get Fiona to read the words to the ballad of the bun fight at the OKT room. There were a couple of parts where the laughter was so loud I could not hear the lyrics properly. You can just look it up. Yeah, yeah I know, but we had fun in that. But yeah, <laughs> just Google it, I spent yeah, an hour today like, trying to figure out what those words were. 
That's why I stenoed it and went for it. And Leanne come on and goes, well, you can find them on this website. Yeah. I'm employed for 98% accuracy, not 100, okay? (laughs) Three brave men went searching for a fortune in the West. Now they face each other in the dawn. The finale of their dream in the land of clotted cream turned against their fellows something something for something. jam and scones scones they called him wild bill oddie and his friend was texas tim <laughs> they walked tall with their tomatoes in their hands their foe was greedy graham who felt sure that he could slay him with his pair of red ripe squirters in his hands on and on strode Graham, on and on strode Bill and Tim, till at last they stood there silent, face to faces. Then Graham softly spoke and he pulled his master stroke by suggesting that they turn their backs and walk 11 paces. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, squirt, squirt. All hell broke loose in pen and ink. Its citizens were not safe with Graham's something or other. And nobody can say how much sauce was spilt that day. But by the end, though, two great men were lying in the dust. His chums lay in the ketchup and his gal ran to his arms. But even as they kissed, she met her doom. For if you double-cross a friend you'll get squirted in the end at the bun fight at the OKT room. Bun fight at the OKT room. room. (laughs) Fair enough. That took a lot of discipline to only sing the last line. (laughs) I I was playing the melody in my head. I'm thinking you have to break. You have to break soon. Uh, I'm not drunk enough to sing to you. That was excellent. And I can imagine not scene. nearly drunk enough, Paul. They must have had so much fun shooting that scene. It was absolutely oh hilarious. yeah. It was now, great. Isn't this the it scene, really Paul, with the padding where Graham yes, had it is the padding on the wrong side? I got this from um, from uh, Wikipedia. It says for the scene where Graham shoots himself with the tomatoes. He wore padding on one side to soften the fall. However, when he turned and threw himself to the ground, he fell the wrong way, landing on the non-padded side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's his own fault, isn't it? It is. Yes. Can't blame anyone else for it. So How this episode, episodes? obviously, pays homage to Gunfight at the OK Corral, which was a 30-second oh. shootout between lawmen and members of a loosely organised group called the Cowboys. It took place at 3 p.m. on Wednesday, October 26, 1881 in Tombstone, Arizona in the United States. It's generally regarded as one of the most famous shootouts in the history of the American Wild West. So what do we think about this episode? Is it um, good? Is oh, it bad? oh, it's, yeah, it's perfection. Perfection from start to finish. And this is the second last episode of season five. It's followed by the end. It is a fantastic episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it reminds and me of, it might be a Spike Milligan quote or something about to take any situation to its illogical conclusion. 
It was yeah. absolutely hilarious. And you see them playing cards with toast and biscuits. and, and <laughs> it, it just looks, it. it looks good. I think that's one of Oddie's best, that song. That is the just... music. Well, oh, he had two oh, songs. I mean, yeah. the Working the Line yes. one. Yeah. Monday, yes. Tuesday, in the, the Line. line. And like every day is the same, and that was a great. It's a long song, mm. and there was two oh, yeah. two full length songs. Thank you for joining us for a walk in the Black Forest, the Goodies Podcast, and our discussion of Bun Fight at the OK Tea Rooms. If anybody would like to contact us, they can write to us via email on goodiespod at gmail or they can go to our Facebook page, A Walk in the Black Forest. The goodies podcast thank you todd leanne paul and jim and hope you will join us again for our next discussion good night good night good night bye scones 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 with an o actually, actually does anybody say scones leanne, no. Is it you? no i don't say no, so we're all in agreement so then. We're in total agreement. <laughs> well, so there's no fight at all. Yeah, we're up. Some of our listeners may say scones, and they are clearly stupid. <laughs> <laughs>